time to grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch, the world's first, best, only, and probably last MetaBots Damashi podcast. My name's Mitch. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm here for you. Joining me as always, they're here for you too, Colin. Um, hi, I'm Colin, and I don't really understand what this bit is quite yet, so I can't make a joke about it, but um, hey, that Gundam episode <laughs> I was on finally came out. Uh, <laughs> Yay, Gundam, which is something I said just as a gift for you, Colin. <laughs> Thank you. It's because you're here for me. And <laughs> I'm here for you. And he's here for us, legal friend of the show, Sam. Here's something incredible. These monsters once were edible, so everybody take a look at combat creatures you can cook. Is what I would say if I had a fighting food odds podcast. <laughs> I've been pitching it. <laughs> um, now, uh, I I've, know. I've pitched it. Okay. Um, I gotta know. Listen, Mitch. This podcast is coming to an end very soon. We have one more episode of coverage, and then we're going to do uh, a roundup at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have explicitly said I want to take six months off from producing a podcast. Uh, that does not preclude me from guesting on a podcast. And I think um, there are two other podcasters on the call right now. Um, so if if you know if if two people wanted to do a fighting food on podcast that sounds like it'd be a pretty good time and i might guest on it uh, you, you know, want to be six months we might have time to get to the point where fried ricer gets upgraded with lobster to become super fried ricer <laughs> you tell me a lobster fried this ricer all right so hey everybody I, uh how you doing? I, I really do like fighting food ons i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it's a very no, good show. I, 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 of all of the cooking based anime that you could watch uh Fighting Fudons is the best one because Dungeon Meshi hasn't uh, come out as an anime yet. Uh, one, it had the best song. And two, it is the least weirdly horny food yeah. show. I, I will say, from what I remember of Fighting Fudons, uh, a fun dub. Like, very Metabots adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, we've got four episodes of Metabots left, and two of them we're covering tonight, and it's a four-parter. So, you know... Uh, I guess we might as well just get into it. Um, uh, our real quick. Up, yeah? Uh, I'm going to say this at the top of the show. These are, I would say, fairly heavy episodes, especially for Metabots. Yes. Um, yeah, so so we might talk about some stuff today. Well, I mean, we normally do. That's kind of the yeah. thing of a podcast. Uh, but, but, you know. This is definitely, uh, this is in the realm of uh, Victor's uh, town was destroyed by UN Peacekeeper Forces levels of kind of serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is an emotional journey and i'm i'm here for it one like it was very well done so far and Um, since we have the crew back hopefully it will continue to be well done yeah um so we're starting out with trans fusion confusion um Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, I think aptly named. Uh, we started out this, out this episode with uh, Genkai and Arkdash running through a construction site, um, uh, hiding from somebody uh, when they think they're safe. Uh, Arkdash gets sniped by Black Beetle out of nowhere, uh, only to find her and Cam on top of some construction equipment and some pallets. Um, and uh, yeah, they they get they get to talking. Cam uh, even offers to call a mechanic for Arkdash. 
uh, you know, just uh, being a friend, you know, because very clearly they're going to lose this match and they can't hide from him. Um, and this is uh, when Ginkai notices something to get them out of the situation. Uh, several 25-pound bags of powdered sugar underneath Cam and, and Black Beetle, which mm-hmm. Arkdash then shoots, creates a huge cloud, uh, and allows uh, basically clouds Black Beetle sensors long enough for Arkdash to do a big jump flip and uh, kill her with his railgun. Um yeah, um, I haven't wanted to see to know what the Japanese version says more than yeah. what than the start of this episode in a long, long time. It's got to just yeah. be cement. There's no way it's not cement. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, see, here's the problem with cement. That was sparkly, which cement does not sparkle in the sunlight like that. But you know what also doesn't sparkle in the sunlight? Powdered sugar. Powdered sugar, aerosolized. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, look, it, it it could, given the right lighting conditions and the proper dispersal, but, like, not like that. It would not have the, the anime shiny sparkles like that. <laughs> um, so I got no idea. Uh, I've, a very fine sand, maybe, that um, had, like, a little extra quartz in it, may, mayhaps? I mean, well, this goes back to, um, uh, do you remember, like, the start of pan- the pandemic, where there was that whole uh, big... Uh, kerfuffle about um, who the the the, there was some industry that was actually the world's largest buyer of glitter and the glitter industry did not want to talk about it and it turned out to be like um, fucking uh, marine paint or something Uh, it's you know it's probably some weird building application of glitter it's glitter mixed with cement Um, (laughs) so here's the other thing I was thinking of what if somebody on the show is actually a comrade, and that was leftover sugar from when they uh, dumped sugar inside the cement to completely destroy the foundation of this, you know, building that's going up. There Trying you to go. seed the idea to the children. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Mixing the sugar with the cement. <laughs> <laughs> you too can take down an entire industry with just a bag of sugar. It's, you replaced. know, uh, Metabots in the back half of Dumashi has been uh, really, really smart about, you know, giving us these these like hints to um you know help build things up that are going to appear in later episodes you know uh we've got these very very bad icky arika sh- shipping moments um that are probably going to come to roost uh, at the end of the show uh mm. and clearly uh you know um uh powdered sugar based industrial sabotage is going to be what wins them today the day in the final episode uh so yeah, uh, just you it, know, they're they're planting that seed early. Uh. It might though, or like Cam gets diabetes and then changes his heart or something. You know, like Cam literally says, and physically. Hey, uh. Cam says, "Hey, hurry up! I have an employee dismissal at noon, and what saves the day? Sugar." <laughs> you know, it's a direct girly. And for the for for the record, I think. They're just going to completely ignore the. I think I think they shoehorned in the Erica Icky stuff uh, like at the last second, and I don't think they're going to put it into the final. I Except hope so. For potentially a a shot of Erica like worried because Icky's going to put himself in the line of fire for something. I would. We God, I hope. hope that's true. I don't think it is, but I hope to God it is. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um. So, uh, we cut over, uh, Cam is chastising Black Beetle for losing, uh, which is, you know, not in her nature, uh, and Mm -hmm. he says, um, you know, 
uh, or, or she suggests that maybe it's because that they don't work together as a team all that well, unlike Arkdash and um, uh, Genkai or Iki and Metabi. And he says, no, it's not Cam's fault. It's not his fault as, as a uh, <laughs> Killabot master. It's her fault for sucking because you have to be completely detached your, from your robot partner so that when they do suck, you can throw them in the garbage where they belong. Um, and Cam decides to uh, get rid of Black Beetle because she talks back so much and she's so mouthy. Uh, and so she has to beg for one more chance to prove herself, at which point the butler intervenes and convinces Cam to give her one more shot. So um, <clears throat> when um, when she goes, I failed Cam, Cam again, she goes, or have I? And she looks up incredibly hopefully. Like, this is the most animated we've seen her, like, at least emotionally so far. And then she goes, you know, just as they fight a team, are we not both responsible for this loss? And the way she says it, and then her body pose makes her look incredibly eager to have even this shitty connection to Cam. Yeah. And when Cam goes, you know, I don't think so, you can see her body just fall. Yeah. Like, that is so good. Um, I'm going to... I think all three of us are going to go on about how great Black Beetle is in these two episodes. Yeah. They're Black no, Beetle episodes, obviously. Fantastic episodes. Uh, <laughs> but um, just, yeah, just how... Phenomenal. How real of a person Black Beetle is in these two episodes is... Above and beyond almost every other Metabot, yeah. uh, above I mean, and beyond most people in the show, at least, um, it's crazy how, I, especially in these two episodes, like how much characterization is done and how well done it is. Like just this scene has better characterization than anything else in the show so far. Like the the yeah. uh, like the fact that it is you know uh, Black Beetle posing this question of aren't we both responsible and not to just have a quick like turnaround of oh black beetle doesn't trust cam anymore but like on a deeper level she is fishing for validation to have a a deeper relationship with cam where Mm -hmm. cam also believes in her and they work together to be better to kill other metabots um and that's also a question of self-worth too right yeah (laughs) because at this point she's starting to question like wait like am i like trash like cam keeps saying or am i like not because i don't think i am but he keeps saying i am (laughs) and cam's right about everything yeah (laughs) and she did lose in one shot so she did lose in one shot Uh, which uh, comes up later but from like like i think legitimately the most powerful single weapon a metabot has in this show (laughs) yeah 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 i i the arc dash fan has logged on i acknowledge (laughs) Uh, later on in the episode when Metabee, uh, takes Black Beetle out with, like, two shots, however. (laughs) There is one thing that I'm, like, super, like, on the one hand, this entire, this exchange absolutely 100% feels like Cam. This is the kind of thing Cam would say. Cam is the guy who, like, uses your controller to play Smash, and when he loses four stocks to, to none, he just immediately blames the controller's connection or whatever. Uh... It wasn't, turns out it wasn't shielding when I tried to shield, it was jumping instead, etc., etc. Oh, that's the kind of child that Cam is. But also, at some point, if if your whole deal with Kilobots is that they can't think on their own, and that, like, they can't think themselves, so you have to control them, then, yeah, it is the Metafighter's fault when they lose. Yeah. <laughs> but Cam is all, is absolutely the kid who's like, no, even though even if we were using the exact same model and I lost, well, 
I lost because mine was defective, or my watch was a problem, or a sparrow flew between us and fucked up the connection. <laughs> or, at the that very the least, that camp is. the fact that I lost proves that this should be improved upon so I couldn't lose. So really, yeah. it's the fault of whoever made this. Which, I mean, given that who makes it is Cam, like... Cam mm, like, <laughs> designed the AI, uh, yeah. and it's you know clearly he need, well Cam knows it's an engineering problem. That's why he wants yeah. to make the beefiest Metapod ever made. <laughs> That's why he hates Zuru's dad so much. Yeah. Um, uh, oh. Also, we do get we I forget where in these episodes, but we do get the butler's name. It's Eddie. Yeah, it oh, is. Yes, Eddie. We, it's yeah. it's either late in this episode or like very early in the next one. But yes, the butler's name yeah. is Eddie, and he yeah. gets like you know. The, the butler's fucking good in these episodes. The butler is like yeah. a, a character archetype we've been missing out of for the show. Uh, <laughs> so I go back and adult. I go back and forth on this character because I've liked him in the rest of the show. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought he was a fun guy, um, which is funny, uh, given how monotone and drab he's supposed to be. I, I thought he was fun, given his place in the show. And here, like, I kept trying to project more onto the man. Which was my fault, because he's given me exactly what he needs to give me every time he's on screen. And yeah. it's my fault for going, oh, he's reaching farther than I think he is. He's not. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's calculated every time. Even if it's cruel, it has a purpose. Yeah. The uh, man's because good. Because he is, he is ultimately, like, you know... He does care for Black Beetle f to a degree, and he does what he can from what we see to to get Black Beetle out of this situation. But ultimately, mm -hmm. his priority is going to be Cam and trying to fix Cam, which I don't yeah. agree with. I think no. I think by the end of these two episodes, it is fairly clear that Cam needs to be killed at the end of the show. Uh, but I'm, we'll see if they do that or not, and if the butler's the one to do it. Uh, I want to point out here, um, we mentioned it at the top of the show, um, or before the show, I'm going to bring it up here, because, um, uh, so Cam says, I'm just going to throw you away for having opinions. Like, you have too many opinions now, that's worthless, Eddie, throw her away. And she's like, no, you know, give me a chance, and he's like, you know, we'll give her another chance. Cam goes, sure, but lose again, and it's back to the heap. And the wording of heap there, given Black Beetle's past, like, these writers are doing something very good. Yeah. Like, I I salute them. And then I wrote this note, and we immediately cut to the schoolyard, where the kids are doing the achy breaky dance from Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> Listen, like, I looked it up, they're talking about the dance. boundaries. Uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, please. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Cyrus, if you're nasty. <laughs> Uh, Icky does tell them to stop dancing, uh, Whoa. because what they should be doing is row battling, uh, and he's here I'm to sorry. teach them. I'm sorry, hold on. Metabots takes place canonically in 2021. <laughs> now, it is a year late for the Billy Ray Cyrus revival we got last year with Old Town Road, <laughs> but it's pretty damn close. This is true. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, see, it got delayed because of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, have Lil Nas X voice Meta B in the remake of, uh, Metabots? No, absolutely not. Joseph Matiki, friend of the show, voice Meta B. Have Lil Nas X voice Icky. Oh, yeah, okay. We can't, re yeah. All right. we can't yeah. replace the heart of the show. I'm trying to yeah, have him okay. pass the torch, and then you can, you can have mm. Joseph Matiki, uh, play, like, an old Meta B that shows up. You know. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. all right. 
Okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm on board. And past Metabee. Yeah. Ancient, uh, for, like ancestor Metabee. For the series three of Metabots, I pitched where uh, we're 3D printing Metabots to fight Metabot NFTs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it. All right. I'm sold. So, uh, uh, you know, Icky offers to give all these toddlers, uh, you know, a, a lesson in row battling, uh, just in time for Black Beetle to show up, also ready to fight. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they're like, oh, you know, where's Cam? And then Cam magically appears right behind her with his uh, giant Hummer and his butler. Um, and, you know, they, they get into a fight. It's they're you know, they're both shooting metabots. It's a big shootout. They're shooting at each other. Um Black Beetle does say you're slow, um, and I cannot hear that without hearing a two in the middle, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, she also like <laughs> dodges his. She she's like doing some war bandit bullshit here. Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, they yeah they're they're both light on their feet. They're mo- they're they're both circle strafing and just blaring their automatic weapons at each other. Uh, um, and this is when Icky has his usual great idea that Metabee needs to take a lot of damage before he wins the match. And so he tells Metabee to stand still. Uh, Black Beetle keeps shooting him and just keeps walking closer to him. And, and once, I guess, Icky knows that she's too close to be able to dodge a frontal attack, uh, he tells Metabee to unload. And he does, and she dies. And, and she's taken out. And this is what makes Cam officially decide to throw out Black Beetle. Um, he calls her emotional chip a failed experiment, um, and uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of her. Don't need her anymore. Uh, complete waste of time. And uh, the butler's disappointed because he really thought that maybe uh, the, this Black Beetle would have been the person to get Cam to have a friend. He even says, like, I thought you wanted a friend, and Cam's like, when have I ever given you that impression? <laughs> but worse is, when, is right before when Cam says... It was a valiant effort of mine to make a medal with feelings. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Yeah. It was a v- I had to pause the episode and take a walk at this point. Yeah. Uh, it was a valiant <laughs> effort for him to make a Joker-fied metabot. Uh. I was so mad at him. I was yeah. so mad at him. Yeah. Uh, Cam, like, without hyperbole, is possibly the greatest villain I've ever seen in a kid's show. Because he's written so earnestly so realistically and he's not like ha ha genocide like this is he's an, just he's, an awful he's an easy number two for me he's like, an awful away, human that you could just meet he's wonderful well he's awful but you know like yeah, he's, he's written villain. well I, he would get my top spot but i've recently watched her name so <laughs> Gwyn, Gwyn's just too good uh so um Oh, Colin doesn't have a Gundam opinion. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I know a lot of people uh, haven't watched Turn A, so I don't want to... I just want to give them a chance just to experience, uh, <laughs> you know, that whole experience on their own. Um, also, Gwyn finished... Uh, not Gwyn. <laughs> My apologies. Colin finished watching Turn A several weeks ago. Yes. Whereas I'm still like coming hot off the train. I my brain is still full of Gundam thoughts. Yeah. Colin has had time to digest theirs. Yeah, and also like I, you know, uh the the most like the things going through my head right now Gundam related is I did listen to the uh the GGP finale episode for Turn A Gundam uh this morning. Uh, so like there's literally nothing I can say about Gundam at this exact moment that isn't going to completely spoil Turn A or isn't just me going uh Gundam seed cool go burr. Uh <laughs> not even 
Vagina. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sarah did retweet the the Vagina cut of Wow Cool Robot today. Hey, listen, I know I don't talk about it a lot, but go listen to uh, our coverage of Zeta Gundam. I was on Wow Cool Robot for all of that. Uh, I can't wait to go back. Vagina. Yeah. Uh, ah, buzz. Mega bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look. I moved my microphone and I just realized that I don't, I, I didn't actually take point of like where it normally is. So <laughs> who, my volume might completely change for, for the second half of this episode. That, that's fine. You sound steady for me. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll um, fix it. It's fine. That's why I edit the podcast. <laughs> no, known Gundam hater, Mitch here. Uh, I listened to Wow Cool Robot when Colin was on. <laughs> Be- because it was very good to listen to. Yeah, I suggest it. I, well, I the rest uh, of the the rest of the show's probably okay too. But like, it is Gundam. So yeah. Listen, at mm. some point you're gonna have to it's not Metabots. listen again for when I go back on for Gundam X. Uh, so, uh. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> or or I just keep starting podcasts with you, so you're too busy to be on a Gundam podcast. Uh, and then I can save you. you. Can. That's I can save impossible. you. Uh, uh, Mitch, I literally, we started this podcast while I was still on Wow Cool Robot. Uh, I know. <laughs> anyways, um, uh, so, uh, you know, a fucking Black Beetle gets boxed up uh, take, and taken away. Uh, the butler is supervising the whole thing and uh, sneaks something in into her, into her meta body. And uh, she gets taken to a trash compactor and thrown on a conveyor belt. Um, and uh, it turns out she does have a medal in her because she begins to dream of Cam and dream of fighting Meta B and awakens at the last second uh, and manages to toss herself so she does not get crushed by the trash compactor. Entirely. <laughs> yeah. She's partly and, killed. Yeah. Part, partly killed, already was damaged, heavily, heavily destroyed at this point, uh, malfunctioning, uh, manages to drag herself out of this facility uh, up uh, a, tr- I, a mountain yeah. of garbage. I am so sorry. Um, I'm going to stop right here. I, I know we just started getting off a tangent to talk about this, but no, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like... So I thought it was a fake out. I, th- I thought it was a fake metal, and then like he saved the metal or like something. I thought it was going to be a fake out the whole time, and then started dreaming in the body, which means Eddie the butler, the man who again I was at this point in time projecting feelings of like, oh, this guy's trying to save Cam and Black Beetle, and is like a Jiminy Cricket for this company. N- no, like he was literally letting Black Beetle possibly die on the chance that she would wake up. Um, uh, like that's fucked up. That listen, is fucked up. And then again, he's in this show. He's a man. He's a man who's lived in a libertarian hellscape. He cannot uh get rid of the bootstrap idea out of his mind. But yeah, he did, that is what this is. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna find out later yeah. that he put a uh uh he like put a time activation thing on her metal so that okay. once she was away from anybody else that could possibly yeah. stop her, she would be able to wake up and save herself. I'm um, putting two pins in that because I'm still on the on the in this show. These robots are children. This yes. is a living being that is a child. And yeah. we were at this point in time believing this child was going to get murdered. Yeah. And it wasn't a fake out. It was no real for real, though. For real, this was a murder that just didn't happen because of luck. Uh, if if well, because yeah. he gave he gave yeah. the body yeah. uh, to yeah. a group of of people who we know think of the uh, like so far, Eddie is the only per Eddie and I are the only adults other than like 
Ashi and uh, Pat- May- Zuru's dad is coming around, but everyone uh, else is Charlie. Is May. <laughs> Can't forget about Charlie. <laughs> Who's Charlie again? Uh, the Metabot the Museum frog. guy that uh, Nye oh, is you know, I'm just, with. You know, I'm just a Metabot maker, you know. Hey. Eh, on defense with him. But most of the adults in this show are, tr- they treat Metabots as children's toys. We ba- In this season, we barely see any adults with Metabots. Yeah. And most of the most of the adults that interact with Metabots, or at a distance, treat them as toys. So Eddie gives the body to a group of dudes who, as far as they're concerned, that's a toy, and then they toss it. Uh, still... And prob- I think the idea is also that process is videotaped, and now Eddie has an alibi in this libertarian hellscape to say, hey, I did my job. If she didn't get crushed, it's someone else's fault. I am Look, I am willing I was- to give this to Mitch, though, because I've watched a lot of spy movies, and he could have said, oh, no, boys, I've got to take care of this one on my own kind of thing. Uh, and taken okay. the body he in. And, said, yeah. trans- <laughs> he also could have said, transport black beetle. <laughs> I I was never at risk of blaming the low wage workers who were doing blue collar work, putting garbage into a garbage chute. There was no risk of me ever blaming those guys. It's all on Eddie. He could have just not put the metal in the body and put the metal in a different body. Hey, I'm sorry you're not physically Black Beetle anymore, but hey, you're alive. We'll figure this out together, you and me. Yeah, I I, I, I don't want to know, however, that kill. Hey, Icky, can't put, here's a metal. Can't put kilobot metals in metabot bodies. Uh, so. That's the thing we learned. Unfortunately, not- Eddie doesn't have an unlimited supply of kilobot bodies. <laughs> I don't think he's got a black beetle, though. Uh, yeah, I don't want to belabor this point anymore, but I do think he could probably scrounge up some some black beetle parts yeah. from the uh, you know the previous the graveyard. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, she climbs out of this uh, terrible death pit filled with dead bodies. Um <laughs> Then several of which she probably killed. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, then climbs so over a wall and falls, and then Eddie pulls up, which means Eddie could have helped her at any point in time before she climbed over that fucking wall. Eddie, goddamn it! She had to he get off the ground first. Transport black beetle. Yeah. <laughs> he could have, and then he he goes, "Oh, you know, I put a time activated metal inside of you because I hoped that you would be able to survive and come out." First of all. The fuck is a time activated metal? <laughs> Who the fuck That's knows? never come up before. <laughs> I'm sorry. He rubbed the metal on a carpet to like build up a static charge. Okay. Well, that's dumb as hell. Wait, sure, whatever. Also, second of all, why would you use a time activated metal? Just use a regular metal. And then go, hey, pretend to be asleep for like ten minutes. So we can pretend to kill you if that's what you're planning. Or again, just not attempt to kill her on the hope that she'll bootstrap herself out of slavery to become friends with her slave master i guess is what i he's hoping I'm for fully expecting he encourage her to run away yeah i'm i'm fully expecting that this whole part in the japanese had no dialogue and he was just simply surprised that she survived <laughs> i don't know i want to give i want to give uh sub eddie more credit yeah. i i assume he'll he explained it a little better over there yeah um he does tell her to go lay low with metabi um uh and and to bury the hatchet you know don't don't fight metabi they'll be able to get you to somebody that can fix you uh without letting letting cam know um 
and uh, she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't. She doesn't think Meta B will one take him take her in, and two, uh, she does. She would rather kill Meta B instead of uh, uh, get get help from him. Uh, but I, he's like, yeah, <laughs> instead of risk him taking advantage of her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say I would swap that because she says I would rather fight him. Also, how would he be able to trust me? Like okay, she is yeah, so yeah, right, insecure, yeah. and then eventually she says something about he could take advantage of me in my weakened state. Like we're going to get into it, especially next episode. Everything about Black Beetle is entirely about like she is recovering from trauma and it just yeah. keeps getting traumatized, and she is in a terribly abusive relationship, and that's all she can see and understand anymore. Yeah, and it is so well done. The writers had to have had like personal experience here, and we're treating yeah. this very conscientiously it is i blown away yeah there there's a moment we're gonna get to in the next episode that is just like mm-hmm. uh it, it fucking floored me uh but we'll we'll get there um yeah 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 so we cut over to nice where metabi is getting fixed up she's got like a weird light panel that she's waving over metabi and that's doing something um it turns out that uh metabi's power coupling is loose uh, which means that uh, that's that is like the the thing that holds the metal in place and connects it with the entire power assembly mm-hmm. isn't working correctly. Um, but she's got the, she's got just the part to fix it. Um, but that's when Black Beetle stumbles in, nearly dead, and yelling about how she's going to kill Metal Meta Bee. Uh, and they get her to calm down. They get her on a table. They get her looked at. Um, and uh, Nye immediately is like, I've got to do surgery. She's got the same problem you do, but even worse, I'm going to have to use the part I was going to use for you to get her to a point where she is not going to die at this exact well, moment. <laughs> I, I, cause I went back and rewatched this, uh, specifically this in nice language. She never says she would, she's going to, she goes, the problem is the part I, I only have one of these parts and it was the part I was going to use for meta B. Yeah. And it is entirely on Icky and Medivy to make the choice. Which Medivy says, absolutely fucking yeah. do it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Why is this even a conversation yeah. you're having? Yeah, he's like, I can no wait the four to six weeks to have a new one shipped in. That's fine. I just won't row battle. <laughs> and the entire time, like, Black Beetle is holding her chest, writhing in pain on this operating table. Yeah, like physically Again, sparking. Uh <laughs> Like, having problems. And Medibi, like, without hesitation, yeah, hell, hell yeah. And she's like, why would you help your rival? And he was like, to help the rivalry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's called Friends to Lovers, my dude. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I agrees. Uh, and then ties Black Beetle to the table. Yeah. And the last uh, well, words uh, of the show. Uh, oh, like, clamps yeah, come out of the table to secure yeah. her to it. Uh- yeah. And the last words of the show are, can I trust you? Yeah. Vulnerability from Black Beetle. She's yeah. used to being tied down to a table, and it's never good for her. Yeah. Like, this is, like, powerful stuff. This is Metabots. This is Metabots. Yeah. yeah. We, are back, we, thought, we are back to Metabots, baby. Um, we thought uh, we had Metabots. We were wrong. This is Metabots now, this is, actually. Yeah. Uh, we cut over real quick to Eddie the Butler, who lies to Cam. Uh, saying that uh, Blackfield just miraculously escaped. He put her in the trash compactor and everything, and she must have survived. It's crazy. She she pulled herself up by her bootstraps. Isn't that great? Don't you respect her as a libertarian? Yeah. (laughs) You should really give her another chance. I mean, like, look how strong she is. She's a strong, independent woman, uh, and will increase the diversity of the firm. Um, (laughs) 
Cam, you need a friend, is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to after the surgery. Black Beetle is all better, mostly fine. Uh, Nye does warn both of them that, uh, one, uh, Meta B di- still does need this part replacement. Um, and two, the part the, that, that she used uh, from, like, Meta B's supply is not technically the the correct part for black beetle so if she overexerts herself it's she's going to be in trouble too uh they're basically in the same the same kind of uh state they both need to take it easy they both can't fight uh because you know they're they're working with non-standard uh or or substandard parts mm-hmm. uh this makes black beetle think that nye is trying to brainwash her into not fighting meta B. Uh, who is her sworn enemy, which makes her go into her berserk mode back from when she killed 99 Metabots, and she just starts so, fucking wailing on Meta B. <laughs> so I think it's um, I think it's a little more um, uh, subtle than that, because Nye starts explaining what emotions are, because she does not <laughs> understand what emotions are. And yeah. I very sweetly holds her by the hands, gets down, looks her in the eyes, and starts explaining what emotions are, and that's what she thinks she's being black, uh, she's being um, uh, brainwashed with is the idea that she has emotions when she is only built to survive. She only, yeah. she says the words, I only know how to survive. And then as she's starting to murder uh, Metabi, she goes, this is just for survival. Yeah. As she's like trying to kill him. Well, uh, That's, this is also when uh, Metabi starts like telling her about like his gut yeah. instinct too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like she's trying to murder Metabi and going, this is just for survival. <laughs> that is, this is, like capital letters PTSD. Yeah. It, it, again, I I love this show. I love what they're doing with her. And like her wording choice is I can only assume it is incredibly like specifically written. Yeah. Um uh while she is in this like berserk fugue state though, uh she does manage to think about the fact that, you know, Nye did do everything that she could to save her and Metabi gave up uh, the part that he needed to help her. And that manages to finally calm her down enough where she backs off and she leaves. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says survival acquired, no further combat necessary to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to also like still keep up her, her facade. Yeah. But I want to point out that at this point, the beating she gave Metabi, he's got steam coming out of him. And it is like the scariest battle damage that I think we've seen him have, even though we've often seen him with like, dangling both arms because they're dead yeah i mean i i know we joke about like oh yeah like the it, it's very clear that the damage they take in row battles is like you know uh fake and perfunctory and like sensors responding to things hitting them and like yeah. this is like oh no there is an improper like you know uh electrical connection because of this loose thing keeping the metal in place and uh Metabee's batteries are actually about to smoke and explode like this is a bad yeah. thing he is in a bad way uh <laughs> Wait a second. Icky, you haven't you have another tin pet. Just put all of Metabee's parts and metal into the other tin pet. Um it seems like the uh the power conduit is in that like abdominal like chest part and not in the tin pet. Well, he's got multiple parts, but like it's not Metabee. And Metabee would re- Metabee would rather explode than not be Metabee. <laughs> this is true. Far be it from Metabots from using the actual thing that differentiates them from other franchises, I know. Yeah, I yeah, want to um, say the Tin Pet does not actually have the uh, the the metal connector. Or does it? 
No, it does. Okay, uh, no, yeah, it because, does. Because yeah. you can take all you can take off the parts, and Metabee can walk around. Mm-hmm. Naked. That's true. Oh, and, uh, and he does. He does that in, in episode. In one. the words of Gabumon, ooh, a naked Metabot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, I does he have another tin pet? I thought he only had the one, and then he, he gave away all the other tin pets. A little bit. I don't he, know if he yeah. actually he owned, borrowed yeah. one from uh, from Henry. Yeah, you're right. Who is. Now nowhere to be seen. Uh, well, all the of meta, all of her tin pets are on loan already. Well, also that um that tin pet wasn't hers. That was her boss's. If if we remember correctly, uh, it was like the store's tin pet. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. Uh, she goes wandering again, and Cam and Eddie the Butler do find her. Uh, there's a very dramatic headlight switch on when they get out of mm-hmm. the car, and uh, Cam really does finally think that she's proven herself uh you know it takes real gumption um a real entrepreneurial spirit uh to to you know escape from a trash compactor and get yourself fixed in like the the heart of enemy territory like that and uh yeah he's like yeah i'll uh you know i'll let get let's let's get back together i will kill you if you don't perform well for me but like yeah you're back in the fold uh I'll forego scrapping you for now. You'll have to excuse the pun, but you've proven your mettle today. <laughs> he is a uh, an awful human being. I, I it's great. Um, and the show closes out for real this time with her holding her chest, going, "What is that? I have the strangest gut feeling." Yeah, and I, that's he, bad juju. You're yeah. feeling the bad juju of getting back back into a bad relationship. Yeah, that is Beetle. that's what you're feeling. That is straight Follow up that feeling. That is straight up the fear of understanding what Cam is. Yeah. Uh, God, I feel for her. Um, I want her to be in a... I really hope that... Uh, and we'll we'll get into this because this is going to be, like, the whole crux of the next episode. But, like, God, I hope she gets a different kid. I want her to have a different kid so bad. Um, no. Literally anybody. If, if just... If the final shot of the show is, like you know, her being left at the side of an arena and, like, a little girl finding her or something, like, please, God, I want that to happen. Uh, Maybe she can move in with Argdash and Black and uh, Ginkai. Oh, and Ginkai's sister can have her. That would be so good. <laughs> Ginkai's sister having her is really good. I was yeah. thinking, uh, you know, she and Rox shack up, and then they just leave <laughs> together, and that's it. No people, because Zuru sucks. Uh, I, but then Rox would be abandoning his brother. Yeah, Dorcas, Dorcas doesn't understand the concept of not having a master, uh, which well, is get, the thing I, that is I, very, very true of all uh, of you yeah. know that type of metabot. They certainly have I, never been seen for an entire show as not having a master. I got very mad about that. Yes, when that comes up. Yes, you're right. I got very mad about that as well. This this entire um, episode of MetaWatch has me watching these shows, going, I am upset and emotional about what's going on on screen at almost all points in time yeah maybe meta evil had a point you know <laughs> maybe the play actually was to turn to destroy human civilization and free all metabots yeah. regardless of their of their desires <laughs> well to be fair michael would have had the point dr meta evil just right, wanted a kitty <laughs> so next up we have griffin doom uh which is a really rough episode um 
We're starting off mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Uh, Cam is once again testing out Griffin, the giant evil baby, um, against an army of Unitrixes. Like, at one point, we see a wall covered in meta watches that they're just, mm-hmm. like, activating rows at a time um, to go up so, against uh, uh, King Baby here. <laughs> since you specifically said the wall of meta watches, I want to point out how much I love this look. It is um, emblematic of this time period of anime. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but... You show me this sort of look, and I go straight back to 2000s anime. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah. Ghost in the Shell. That's Digimon. That's Metal. It's, 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 like, it's absolutely like uh, Evangelion. We're going to have five minutes of watching people flip switches in a control room kind of feel. Not yeah. quite the like production value, but that is definitely what we get this whole scene. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> and it's it's like it's clearly after the 80s. Like every panel mm-hmm. has to have 400 lines on it, and you see every circuit board thing. You could tell that this is more like the 90s, 2000s like pairing back on that but it's still keeping that energy yeah. of like it yeah is, no we're gonna flip all the switches we're gonna press all the buttons we're gonna it's all like the thing toyetic curves on like screens and stuff yeah that like they want me to like this they want me to buy something similar to it and i'm yeah. i'm here for it it works on me every time yeah, like, the the thing that's, like, uh, monitoring, like, Griffin's, like, mental state is just, like, you know, a, a flashing holographic panel with lines going over it in, like, a waveform. It's, yeah, it's everything we ever wanted. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like uh, somebody was like, hey, how much money do we have left? We have, like, what, three episodes left? We got enough money for, like, a wacky, crazy mechanical scene? All right, cool. We haven't done that before. <laughs> <laughs> So, how how much of uh, the budget for season four do we have left? What season four? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, all right. Uh, you mark this as an educational expense. We're getting the we're getting the trainees in here. We're teaching them how to make uh, a big wall of watches. <laughs> it, it's good. Um, yeah. This whole scene is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it um, took me. It took me until they explained it for me to understand what was happening. Actually. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Griffin is wrecking rows and rows of Unitrixes. Um, I, you know, I should have looked up what the what the plural of Unitrix would be. I want to say it's uh, uh, Unitra is what it would be. I want to say that's like fourth declension Latin or something. Um, that is literally what I have in my notes. Okay. I, I wish I looked up what Unitrix plural was. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, um, oh God, it might uh, uh, it might just be Unitris. Uh, I'm really yeah. like fourth and fifth declension Latin. You use so rarely that I can't rem- fucking remember it. Uh, it, it but see, I was thinking sure it was uh, like unitrices, like matrices, kind of a thing. You know, that's that is um, that is how it became like. I don't yeah. want to say anglicized, but like the various romantic languages when they take Latin words that end in X, that's how they do it. Uh, but the the IX is the ending for it, so it would mm-hmm. be replaced with uh, something else. I, it could be oh. an A or an AE or an oh, IS I'm, or something. Um, we're, we're, I'm sorry. Unitry. We're stupid. Unitry. Obviously, it'd be Unitrix because after IX is X. I, I can't believe we overlooked the simple answer here. Huh? Roman numerals. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. I get I get what you're putting down that, now. <laughs> that's right. a lot better than the joke I was going to do, which just was just duo tricks. <laughs> I mean, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Multi tricks. Uh, a multi tricks of unitrixes. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Us and Turretrix. Uh, so, um, Griffin is just wailing on these Unitrixes. Um, and uh, starts to get so into it that uh, uh, she loses control. Um, and they're they're commenting on how, you know, because they, they send in one, like, Group A, and she wrecks them. They send in Group B, and uh, her mental state starts to go a little crazy, and she starts to lose it. Um, and uh, they are no longer able to, like, input commands to her, uh, which they're like, okay, cool, well, um, just turn her off. And they're like, we can't. We can't issue any commands. And then in perfect Star Trek fashion, the console, one of the scientists, that explodes. Um and she grabs a Unitrix body, jumps up, and in perfect Ava fashion, starts to bang it against the glass to break the glass through. Uh, and one of the scientists realizes that the Unitrix that she she has a hold of the, is still alive. The metal is still active. He grabs the watch, has it kind of, like, jump onto her back and, like, hold her shoulders together to keep her from swinging all that much long enough for, like, a big armature arm to come down open up the back panel and take the metal out. Um, and that's when we confirm it is Black Beetle's metal uh, that she was, she is the the metabot that they're using to test out the, the Griffin. Yeah. I have three th- three notes to, to put in to this scene, mm-hmm. like up to this point. The first is when she starts losing control, she starts yelping in pain and it is... Yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. Um... Like, at first it sounds almost angry, but then it goes into more, like, fear and pain. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, what's happening? Like, like, the Griffin body, like, whoever that was at that time, like, did not like it. (laughs) I didn't like hurting those. Like, that was phenomenal. I I thought, um, I thought Griffin was exhibiting free will. Like, was emerging as a sentience. But what we got with Black Beetle is even better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the exact same notes word for word about just it's pulling an Ava. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's so very obviously that like they, there's no way they can do this without this being the thing that they're pulling on. Okay. Um, uh, Metabots is a sequel series to Evangelion or a prequel series, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I forgot. Um, no, they they both take place in 2020 and 2021. Oh, I mean, they're contemporary. Yeah, Japan uh, 2020 Misa- <laughs> needs to tighten up their robotics uh, right now. Uh, Mitch, Masato is literally the same age as us. Uh, maybe a little bit younger. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready for that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> um, but hmm. to go to my third point is the scientist who's like the one who's like, there's still one Unitrix active and then he uses it to save everyone's lives in this room. I want to know what his story, like he, this man deserves his own miniseries. <laughs> Did he used to work for the medic bot corps? Like, he just jumps into action and does the thing. Listen, you serve your time in the military, you become a contractor. That's that's what happens. It's a revolving door. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, man. Um, no, this is, uh, this is like, such a good scene. Uh, and then we, we get confirmation. It's Black Beetle. Yeah. And her um, metal, the most powerful kilobot metal there is, uh, couldn't handle what was being processed through her. Yeah, it was it was too much information uh and too too much emotion being put through her like just you know the 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 kilobot is simply too powerful. It's it's too much for uh for a metal of of any design to handle. Um and 
Remember last episode when we were like, oh yeah, and also the way the animated Black Beetle here is mm-hmm. like really like just pulls out the empathetic response and you're like, holy shit, this is incredible and I really feel for this character. Well, uh, that was maybe a one part. That was one part to this scene's like seven parts. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, she gets her metal bat back in her body and I think this is maybe like this, like... Normally when we talk about, oh, this is the best thing in, in, in the season, we're talking about, like, Damashi, because usually Damashi does not clear the high bar of, of the first two seasons. Um, this is the best thing that Metabots has animated, or at least, like, the yeah. most, like, emotionally effective thing of mm-hmm. they put the, the metal back in Black Beetle's body and she begins to hyperventilate. This is the yeah. best produced thing in Metabots ever. Uh, and it is yeah. like incredibly emotionally devastating, but it immediately you you um, uh, both immediately like empathize and sympathize with what Black Beetle is going through, and you immediately understand the t- like immense amount of trauma that being in Griffin's body did to her. Like the, I I I mean I just like watched all of Turn A Gundam, and that is like you know a high watermark for animation period, and. I you know, I would struggle to like name a single shot in that that beats this. Like this is this is such an amazing thing to see in a show that doesn't just come out of nowhere. It's built on top of everything that show is building up for these two mm-hmm. episodes and hopefully for the next two. But this is like I mean Mitch like like you keep saying this this was animated or written or storyboarded by somebody who has experienced panic attacks and anxiety attacks before. Like this yeah. this is there is personal experience in this, and it's very, very affecting. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, since we started this journey together, Colin, the Metabots was always going to have a special place in my heart. At first, I thought it was going to be because it was a goofy show that we watched together. And then as, <laughs> you know, we grew as we enjoyed the show, uh, you know, it was like, oh, this is a, you know, a, a good show, a well-written show. Um, this episode in particular, um, like, I... Metabots was already like going to be one of the top things I've ever watched, uh, partially because of the quality, partially, you know, because of the show we do together. You know, that means a lot to me. Uh, but this show in particular, this one episode, uh, like Metabots is one of the most effective pieces of media I've seen now. <laughs> um, and this is, yeah, it's so incredibly well done. Um, without getting too real here. Uh, I do have PTSD. I do have, you know, panic and anxiety attacks uh, frequently. And, like, seeing a character exhibit these things just like this is, like, very, like, important and, like, affirming for me. And uh, how it's handled with uh, with Black Beetle, with the tone they are setting and everything else is uh, more care than a children's show based on a video game property to sell <laughs> toys should be. I, I'm glad they have this representation. I'm glad this is here, and I'm glad it is handled as well as it is. But like, sometimes I do realize this is made so I will go out and buy a piece of plastic. And you know what? I have been shopping for that plastic. Yeah. I will. Um. Uh. Well, Mitch, I I need to send you a link here in, when in a minute oh. uh, because they are doing a new uh uh plasma line for yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I saw. I saw. I was like, I don't need to. I don't need to. I was like, I really want them, but there's no arc dash, so it's not an automatic buy for me. Uh, um, Things have changed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I, I think uh, you know, I, I technically want to hold back saying that this really does redeem every bad episode of Dimashi for me until they stick the landing. Um, yeah, but like, I'm fearful, but for a different yeah. reason now. 
I, I think I think the thing that um really makes me feel seen with with also like my past trauma and like my experience mm-hmm. with anxiety is the fact that when we see this scene in any other show, uh it is specifically in a way um that is you know a POV perspective or or some kind of thing that where the way it's being filmed and edited is to make the viewer experience the same kind of attack that the character is having and we are not having this here um this is showing how like you are you are meant to be a person in this room you're meant to be cam or eddie or one of these scientists um Mm -hmm. and experiencing what is very clearly uh, a very real kind of trauma that somebody around you is happening having and i don't think i've ever seen media portray this this well uh, and it, yeah. it like, and immediately like, you know, the, the, the thing that, that immediately happens is like, you have one of the scientists saying like, Hey, Cam, we really shouldn't do this. She can't yeah. handle it. It's too intense. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's not, a, it's not a failing of her. It's just like, it's over designed. This is a bad thing that we're doing. Um, and to have yeah. like a third party person say that, that feels like that, that like that is the response that you're supposed to have as the viewer. And then to have Cam say, no, she's going to schedule another text for tomorrow, like also perfectly sets up that this mm-hmm. fucking piece of shit is our villain for this show. Like this is the point yeah. where I was like, yeah, OK, Cam's the bad guy. He's not coming. He's not being redeemed. Nothing yeah. good's coming they're, to this they boy. Keep, uh, <laughs> they keep her on screen, and she is still shaking. Yeah. At like as as they're having Cam say this, they make sure that Black Beetle is on screen and visible and still reacting this way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, the framing is absolutely like Cam is an irredeemable little piece of yeah. shit. My God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so like like you uh, you touched on like so often in these shows, it's POV, like it's a quick. This person's having a problem. Let's let's see the consequences of these problems in a different light. This is no, we're staying here in this moment. Yeah, we are all witnessing what's happening, and then we are witnessing someone trying to help, and then immediately getting shut down. Yeah. Like that, like that elevated that scene like far and beyond anything I was expecting. And and then it continues on into like the rest of the episode, even in the next scene. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, this, and this and, is set up know, the whole time. Um, like, like, it, I don't know. I just want to keep talking about the episode because there's just so much good stuff yeah. in it. And, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. Well, good's the wrong word to say. There's like. There, there's so much to this episode that keeps building on these things that makes me so excited to like keep watching it and mm-hmm. really be hopeful that like they're going to take like you know this whole thing that they've been building of this idea of you know what a healthy relationship between a metabot and a and a robotler is um and not just have it be this kind of like very kind of cheesy corny it's the spirit it's the spirit of sportsmanship kind of thing uh but really like you know now they've they've raised the stakes it is a it is about a consensual relationship between two people uh where they both get to learn and grow and that's what everybody wants and they want trust and they want validation and they want happiness from their partner and i really hope they stick the landing on this because if they follow up on this thread to where i feel like they're going to go uh, gonna have a really good ending. We're gonna have a really good ending for Damashi, and yeah. I really hope we get there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, like 
it's entirely possible that they just completely flub it and it kind of leaves a sour taste in my in my mouth. But but yeah, the signposts are are there mm-hmm. and they're so clear and it feels like someone is just they get it. It feels yeah. like someone gets it yeah. and is like guiding this this episode. It's like the road is you just have to keep walking forward and get to that ending. Yeah. I <laughs> I. In my heart of hearts, I do not believe a person who would work on this episode would go on to another episode where Cam is redeemed without walking off the show first. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You, you would not be able to do that, to write something this real and then go, well, okay, maybe, you know, both sides have a point. Oh, man. Uh, and to underscore that, our next scene is, um, you know, uh, they're they're in the van. Uh, Eddie and Cam are in the front seat. Black Beetle's in the back. Uh, and Black Beetle earnestly asks Cam, uh, if she can not be Griffin again. Um, mm-hmm. she is really like, I, I, it, it, I felt really bad. I don't want to do it. Please don't make me do it again. And, um, Cam says, no, uh, it's the most powerful killabot body. So you're gonna, um, and, uh, you shouldn't question me because I'm your master. Um, and uh yeah like it really underscores every everything we've been talking about of like they are they're not leaving this plot alone like they are yeah. like you know they're they're showing what an abusive relation looks like and it is constant and it is it is nagging and it is like you know it goes on more than you would like to see it but you like they're making us look at it <laughs> yeah cuz mm-hmm. they even have a little like it feels like they're going to go in a bit of a different direction with Cam, at least a little bit, because she asks him, "Aren't you? Sa- are you satisfied with my performance?" Yeah, and he says, "Yeah." And then she pushes, "Okay, well, if you're satisfied with my performance, why then do I need to go in Griffin?" And it's like, "Oh, well, that's a separate thing. <laughs> Griffin is stronger, so yeah, I want you to go in Griffin." And he even says, "Like, I didn't think you felt so strongly." Anyway, yeah. you're going to be Griffin, and I'm absolutely willing to sacrifice your sense of self if I have yeah. to. Like, if that's what's stopping yeah. us here, we're just going to throw that in the garbage, like I did last episode with your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the way she asks, like, she she's straight up standing up for herself. Yeah. Uh, and the best the best that she is able to uh, is she cannot do better than what she's doing. Um, and she is trying to communicate how she feels, to be respectful, to everything. And it, like... Cam shuts her down every time. And then um, he he goes, if it means you having to give up your personality to do what I want, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> and he, I, just, he just says it. He says it right to yeah. her. So she just has to sit there and take it. Because that's this is her life. She doesn't have a choice anymore. He said something. Like, that is, like, this is a very good episode. It's... Uh, it's, it's fucking exquisite. Um, like they're, they're perfect. Like I, I feel like they've done more in these two episodes to build Cam as a villain. Um, Mm -hmm. and not even just being over the top, but really building him into like exactly why he's a disgusting human being. Um, better Mm -hmm. than they've done for this entire fucking show. Like they've made him a, like the pat, like the 12 episodes before this, they made him a fun villain finally. Uh, but this is actually making him like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, they, they, they're building him into who the, the final villain of the show is going to be. Um, and I can't believe that they did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do think this is like, cause we see this 
exact like facet of Cam, we see this all the way back in the episode where um, Nye tricked Eddie into giving her like the flying jet, mm-hmm. where it was very clear that Cam just treats kilobots and metabots as soulless like he literally doesn't see the difference between them and a tonka truck yeah. and even though he has in his own words uh you know got gone through a valiant effort to create a metal with feelings uh he still sees her he still sees black beetle as yeah literally simply my possession simply an object that i'm going to tweak and tweak and like modify until it's the strongest and nothing else can get can like i'm just going to keep tweaking until you're the mindless automaton i know you can be Mm -hmm. and it's horrifying yeah you have to be perfect by my exact standards even though they change on a whim like it's he's an excellent abusive partner yeah um, yeah, he found a new shiny, and he's like, well, why aren't you like this now? Uh, which, while he is getting ready his data and his, his programs for, like, the, mm-hmm. the test tomorrow, uh, Eddie comes in and says, hey, I'm sorry, Master Cam, but we have to shut the generator off, so we're going to have to cut the power uh, so that we can inspect the generator and make sure it's working okay. It's, like, totally, like, you know, regular. And, like, Cam's like, okay, cool, well, I'll just have to wake up early tomorrow. Uh, and leaves. Um, and it's when Eddie tells Black Beetle, uh, "Oh, it's it's a shame because when the the generator is going to be off, uh, so is the security system. So if somebody wanted to escape the compound, now would be the time." Um, which I I want to give Eddie credit, but also yeah. it's like you could you could do more. I'm starting to yeah. agree with Mitch here. Uh- <laughs> yeah, like I I go back and forth because like Eddie is, I, I think he's trying as much as like the show is letting him. Yeah, but he he is not being he's not being like that. He's being compassionate, sure, to a yeah. degree, but like yeah, he's not going as far as he could. And like at some point in time, you know, we were kind of bumping up against that. You know. Yeah. Well, I think Eddie is being an Alfred. He's like, I'm going to voice the things that I think are a problem that you're doing. I'm going to let you know about them at least, and I'm going to take action on my own as long as it doesn't like directly contradict things that i've been told but i'm never going to actively turn against or like quit i i think this is revealing the writers beliefs i think this is revealing that the writers believe that metabots are friends and friends are important but it's also revealing they have an implicit bias where they really also don't think that metabots are actually people i think that that like you know like yeah it's good that eddie is helping black beetle get out of this bad situation and and get into a better one but also of course eddie would stay behind and try and make sure that cam would have friends and become a better human being because cam is a real boy and not a toy and i think that's that is where we're seeing uh, this kind of implicit bias with the writers come that, through on the show. <laughs> yeah, th- that's a valid interpretation. Um, I took it a little more as um, Eddie was, well, I'm beholden to Cam. Like, I care about you as a person, sure. But, like, yeah. my loyalty is to Cam. So I would rather you be in a good situation. But if you being in a bad situation does benefit Cam, you know, I'd rather you suffer for a little yeah. bit more if that helps Cam. Yeah. Um also, we've my, missed the 40-some episodes where uh, Cam has been telling uh, uh, Eddie if he didn't meet his performance reviews, he's also going to throw him in a dumpster. To, to be fair, we also, <laughs> he did also say, I will fire you and just replace you. Like, I think twice. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, like I then think again, Eddie's Eddie could get another job. The, <laughs> yeah, well, I think Eddie's playing in the in the space of like he's like I want to help. I, I he obviously cares for Cam, yeah. and he wants like what's best for Cam as a person, even if that doesn't necessarily um, coincide with what Cam wants as a evil child, <laughs> evil demon child. Um, but I think Eddie. I think the the idea with Eddie here, or at least the read that I'm getting from the show, is that Eddie's kind of doing the whole, if I go too far and get fired, he's just going to hire a yes man, and that's just going to make it, that's just going to be really, really bad for Cam in the long run. Sure. Better that I do, that I stay here and I do incremental things, or at least things that, so far, it's always things that can't be traced back to him, so Cam can't fire him. Yeah. Okay. Which means the only morally right thing to do is to murder Cam. If, if that is true, <laughs> what you're saying. I want, I want Eddie to be the one to kick Cam in the face next episode. I don't. I I, I want him to finally. I, I, I want him to grab <laughs> Cam and then jump off of a um a uh, waterfall directly into a volcano. Uh, just take him with him. Uh, <laughs> a waterfall into a volcano. Yeah. So you get you that know. steam and spray too. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, a, and a little bit of hard rock right where they meet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just Kiniku Buster him into the waterfall volcano <laughs> fissure. That's what that's what this needs. Well, this is Metabots Damashi. It would be a German suplex. True. Historically. Man, you yeah, know who um, needs to show up in the next episode? We haven't seen uh, fucking Banjo at all. He does not appear in this episode. I'm kind of mad about that. I'm hoping he, he shows up at the end. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, Banjo... Uh, they're saving him for the finale. No, we need Red Rum's power look, to fight against Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Banjo showed up. Kind of shitty. Banjo shut up again. Less shitty. Banjo shut up again. Speed ran Ginkai's arc. <laughs> Redeemed. He doesn't need to show up again. He's he sped run the the anime. He's good. He got his three appearances. But I one of the best characters in the show. I love him and he's my son. Uh... Hey, I agree with you. That's fair. I love Banjo, yeah. but he he already did get the arc we need. Uh, we do have more episode to talk about. Uh, we cut yes. over to Zuru and Zuru's dad. Uh, Zuru's dad is telling him how he needs to destroy Black Beetle's metal uh, yeah. because uh, Cam had to make a, a killabot that was simply too powerful. He designed Griffin, and it was just too much. And he's he's feeling bad about it, and he has to kill Black Beetle to keep it from like going berserk everywhere. <laughs> He's like, hey, son, I think I made a murder machine, and it'll probably go berserk and kill every last one of us. Now, remember last time we saw Zero's dad, and I said, hey, he's the Joker? Hey, Zero's dad is back, and he's the Joker again. He's the Joker. He keeps shaking and smiling as he's saying all these horrible things. He's the Joker. He's the juggler. Uh. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, he straight up says we have to destroy the metal, which I want to keep pointing it out, because it is... It is fundamental to the show, and the show doesn't really treat it like it. Destroying a metal is killing a living being. Yeah, um, and, and they, they and keep two they keep kind of glossing over it. I think the show, yeah, like two zero dead. Blood. I think the show understands it in this episode yeah. at least, um, and to a degree. Later on, like they talk about destroying the metal too a, a couple times, and it's like that's murder, dog. Yeah, that's murder. Uh, like to to his point. Um, Black Beetle's metal is the only metal that can even possibly yeah. operate Griffin. Uh, so I understand the logic to get to this point. Uh, but yes, we are going to, we're going to have a turn eventually to understand that no murdering of Metabot is a bad thing. It turns out. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get into it later, but like I said, last episode, you know, I mean, Kilobot metals work in watches. 
<laughs> yeah, not having a body is not great, but like in the meantime, you can still like there's still a living being that you can talk to and then put into a body eventually. Um, Mitch, I don't know. From the last episode, I'm pretty sure you can't transport a metabot anymore. Um, it just doesn't happen. Uh, can't do it. <laughs> does a kilobot metal ever work in a watch? I, or does it have to be like a? Yeah, it's they're, they're they, yeah, yeah they put yeah. them in watches all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but do we ever? See, we, what I mean we is, see them transport are they in. awake when they're in the watch? But are they awake in the watch in the same way well, that, that is fair. the metabots are? Because the, on, the only one with a consciousness that we know is Black Beetle, and we've never seen her in a watch. That's true. Yeah, I would assume fair. that she would be conscious in a watch and the rest wouldn't, but it'd mostly just be like having a jellyfish in a, a fucking fishbowl. Uh, yeah. um, but we get a little bit of levity. We, we get to one of the do. best parts, like the, the fun part of the show, which is Meta B grabbing uh, Arc Dash's chest horns and just toss them into a lake or a yeah. river. Little, little judo throw into the river they always hang out in, uh, which, uh, as Arkdash jumps out of the river, uh, better be blasts him uh, to win their little fight. Nice little, nice, little, Turn- nice little sparring match. It turns out they were betting a pizza on it. Yeah. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. yeah. I love beating up my Pocket friends for pizza. Yeah. specifically. Yeah. It's uh, very good. And that's when they witness... Um, uh, Susie, uh, uh, Minitaro, and and Kantaro are are running around chasing someone. Uh, it turns out that they have been they have been put into practice to track down Black Beetle, which uh, Cam has put a tracker in her. Another thing an abusive uh, you know uh, person would do to someone uh-huh. in their relationship with. Um, and uh, they're just kind of like that's weird, but okay. But uh, we kind of follow the the rest of the Killbot team as they're just trying to corner Black Beetle, uh, chase her down and grab her, um, so that uh, you know Cam's plan is to basically like get a hold of her, get the metal out of her body, put the metal in Griffin, and then destroy the Black Beetle parts so that she does not have a body to go back to. This child is Mach- Machiavellian. He is a like- literal fucking sociopath. Uh- <laughs> If I destroy her old body, then she'll have no choice but be Griffin. If I if I destroy her whole world, she has no choice but to listen to me. Like it's it's like textbook. It maps one to one, and it's su- like surprising and horrifying and mm-hmm. affecting. But then uh, Icky walks out holding a bag of buns that he says yeah. are pocket pizzas. Eight of yeah. them. <laughs> Pizza. Um, yeah, it, what is a calzone pizza. except a very large pepperoni and cheese bow? Uh. <laughs> I mean, these are just extra double stuffed pizza pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, um yeah, so they're, they're simply Italian pierogies. Uh, <laughs> real quick. They did go to a 7-Eleven here. To get they those. did. And I, I know that was a callback for us in our hearts. I like to think that Icky chose that one specifically, and he's like, Miss Nye can't show her face here for because uh, because it just brings up bad memories, so I'm just going to get some extra pocket pizzas that she's been missing. Oh, no, Miss Nye can't show her face yeah. there because she, uh, she quit with a one-day notice and stole a bunch of fucking office supplies. That's why she can't go back. Okay. Nothing I, else. Uh- <laughs> I genuinely wouldn't think Icky would know anything about Miss Nye before he met Miss Nye. <laughs> you know what? He has idiot. not put 100%. one and one together. Erica and Metabee and Brass keep wondering when <laughs> when he'll notice. But it's cool. But yeah, I really like that. Um, I, I like Iki and Genkai like, being this close now. Like, that's fun. 
Uh, I always love when an anime talks about pizza. I also always love when an anime talks about American food. That is not actually what they're eating. <laughs> yeah. These are great jelly donuts. I love them. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just a huge fan of Medibi complaining, well, I did, like, at least half of the work. I'm the one doing the fighting. How come you only get the the spoils? And Icky says, you know what? You're right. I'll use some of my lunch money and get you some some new parts. Yeah. Uh, well, he needs oh. to finally get Medibi those tummy parts so he can have some ice cream and uh, pizza pockets himself. <laughs> I agree. Exactly. Oh man! Honestly, that that operation that sh- that's something Mrs. Tanrio should be financing. Yeah, man, I'm shocked she hasn't done it by now. I'm thinking about how many steam buns I've made over the course of us recording the show, and the fact that I'm about to spend probably like three or four hours making really difficult like Anshun style bow tomorrow, and the just the fact that they can't just say that they're fucking steam buns in this goddamn show. <laughs> How many of those steam buns have been filled with mozzarella, uh, a spiced tomato sauce, and pepperoni? Uh, I could do it if I wanted to. I'm not. I'm going to fill them with like a um, okay. you know, Caribbean style right. like pulled chicken. But okay, you should uh, do at least yeah, <laughs> you should do at least one. Like for me, I this is the this is the meta watch. I, I did get cheese for like a cheese tray, so I I do technically I have like a nice like sliced salami that I could put in there that would probably be pretty good. But like the cheeses that I got, I got a hard yellow cheddar. Yeah. I got. I'm not um, saying. I'm not saying tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I am though. I'm saying eventually. <laughs> Okay, I'm saying while since you're doing some, you might as well make one. That's I I don't I I've got I've got a uh, fucking hard yellow cheddar. I've got brie and I've got what was the other cheese that I got? Um, uh, I mean cheddar works. Lavardi, especially uh, if you're especially since you're melting. It no, in, no, like, in the big dumpling, like, like no, a no, little bit of shredded not. cheddar as a melting cheese for like a pizza themed thing. Yeah, sure, okay, I'll take it. But no, like the, the majority has to be. It it has to be a majority mozzarella with maybe some ricotta in it. Like yeah. Um. Well, ide- Here's ideally what I would want to do. I'm. Re- I'm sorry. I'm continuing this tangent. I would like to take a burrata ball and wrap it in a dumpling skin and steam it, or fry it. Either way. All right. Both All right. Uh- <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm down. Look. What What needs to happen is when we do uh, Meta Watch Con, uh, we'll just make food together. And, and what would be better than this fusion here of uh, steamed buns with pizza? <laughs> See, the correct answer for cheese is you have some mozzarella, some cheddar mixed in, uh, and then you tie it off with uh, cheese curds because you're making a poutine. Oh, okay. Well, no, the cheese curds do absolutely necessitate the cheddar. Um, I will agree with you there. Uh, that that is the you gotta you gotta create a middle step between the mozzarella and cheese curds and cheddar is the thing yeah. that you do there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or you could do like a smoked Gruyere or something. But like, yeah, you need like a you need a heavier cheese to get from one to the other. I I will. Ab- now that I know where you're coming from, yes, absolutely, please. It, well, if you're doing a poutine <laughs> steamed bun, yeah, sure. But I I, I still think a because you know Icky just got pepperoni. Well, now I'm thinking, so like, you know, uh, Sam, how do you feel about the idea of, you know, because poutine, you know, it's it's cheese curds and gravy and and French fries. What if you made, Mm -hmm. you you took the French fries out of the equation and you made, you kept the potato in there by making poutine gnocchi? All right. 
Are you familiar with? I mean, th- this is at some point in time you're just making non-mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> and eventually, okay, at some point. <laughs> so there's a my ancestral home, uh, which is not Quebec, and as such is not the land of poutine, but does enjoy poutine. Has a different has a different food that's also called poutine. Okay. You can have more. Uh, than... It's all right. I never... It's called poutine râpé, which is essentially shredded poutine. Okay. Uh, but basically, you're making a dumpling dough out of shredded potatoes. Oh, I want that. I want that really bad. That looks really good. Like, you <coughs> you should you sh- just shred your potatoes with, like, a cheese... Well, you grate your yeah, potatoes, yeah. actually. It's, it's grated potatoes. And then you turn that into a dough that you make dumplings in. And then you put uh, very incredibly high salt quotient pork yeah. uh, and ham in it. <laughs> And then you kind of, you boil them. And uh, then you come up with this, like, these big dumplings. I think they're very similar to some stuff from um, from Germany. And yeah, Sweden, no. As I, I, um, I'm, I mean, like, I, I grate potatoes for hash browns, like, all the time. So, like, I, I think I get what the consistency of that is going to taste like. And I yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. want it right now. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a dough. It's It, it really is, like, a, just a dumpling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're, you know, uh, we do I guess make we are talking about Metabots, Metabots here. Sorry. Uh, so. Back to the trauma. Yeah, uh, while they're coming out of the 7-Eleven with their pizza pockets, uh, their, their, their hot pockets, their, um, their pizza bow, uh, Genkai and Iki see Susie, you know, with the gang kind of investigating something, and they ask her what she's up to, and she tells him to fuck off. Uh, she's like, don't worry about it. Uh, and then they, they do see Black Beetle, like, dodge uh, out of, yeah. like, a, a an alley and they chase after her and she's like you don't need to worry about this this isn't your business um and we immediately cut to black beetle being chased by Susie and uh bulk and skull and their metabots and then them being chased by uh icky genkai metabee and arkdash <laughs> so she calls genkai a blunderbuss which is very good yeah uh, Ginkai doesn't even know what a blunderbuss is, and he's just like, "What the hell is a blunderbuss?" Which is even better. So Icky goes, "Oh, you know, big and clumsy." Yeah. Like, Look, we don't need to worry about it. It's an insult. And Ginkai does a really fast, super mad animation where he's shaking his hands up and down like a Donkey Kong character, and then it's gone. <laughs> and, but as soon as he's done, he looks at Icky really quick, worried. And it was just like this is like a four second thing he just does while Icky's like trying to figure out what's going on just in the background <laughs> yeah i love it's it like, oh no does does Icky think good does Icky think i'm being clumsy <laughs> it's real fun and then yeah they, they uh they chase after um they chase after everybody and then yeah we cut to a uh a parking garage again i yeah, uh, i do want to say i love how much of metabots damashi now takes place in a parking garage yeah it's the it's ideal Dema- it, it is the like you know there are two th- places we think of when we think of Damashi it's a parking garage and it's a bowling alley <laughs> the parking garage really when you think about it is the ideal three dimensional murder space yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for you to be using both the transforming into a car feature of your metabots and also like just using the uh, okay we've the metabots have moved to another floor so we have to use the pov function yeah. on the watches um it also creates really good vertical spaces because when uh, everybody is kind of 
gathering around Black Beetle to corner, that's when uh, it turns out that uh, Icky and Genkai and Metabi and Arkdash are up on the next level and swoop in and take out um, uh, uh, Exor and uh, uh, Ambiguous 2. Um, leaving just Unitrix, who they also quickly take out after that. Uh, and so, they've, yeah. <laughs> so they, they're like, you know, you don't, this isn't part of it. You don't have to butt in. And Iki goes, if you think we're just going to sit back and Genkai goes and let you fight someone who's not even trying to fight back. And then in unison, you've got another thing coming. Yeah. These um, boys are a team. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, Susie and whoever controls Unitrix, I can't remember which one does, are, like, they go to try to command their metabots to fight and realize, oh, no, wait, they're dead. And so the one who has Exor goes for it, and that's when we get a dirty, hairy shot of fucking Metabee yeah. and Arkdash with their guns pointed directly at the at Unitrix's head. It fucking rules. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is Mintora is uh, the small one, and Kintor is the big one. Officially, I yeah, and it's yeah. It's not. It's not just that they realize they're beaten either. It's they're they go. They start saying attack, and then Iki and Gekai are like, "We already beat yeah." <laughs> so um, uh, and Metabee and Arc Dash, if I remember correctly, yeah. say uh, what what's the famous dirty Harry line like? Uh, uh, they say, "Go ahead and make our day," and yeah. they growl when they say it. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect, <laughs> and it, it is in a parking garage. And if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a few years. Uh, they say like Dirty Harry says that on top of a parking garage yeah. as he's got the gun. Yeah, um, so it is perfect. Chef's kiss. Um, but to get back to the like the trauma of the episode, um, and to like really reemphasize the hey, this is abusive relationship that she's escaping from. Um, they're like, what are you even doing? And like, you don't understand. It. She's malfunctioning. She ran away. And then Aki's like, you idiots. That's not a malfunction. That's a choice. Yeah. Which you'd understand if you thought about it for a second. Yeah, and like that—that's that's real good. Well, and, and you know, this is this is how abusers function. Uh, I'm sure that Susie and uh, Kintaro and Minitaro have never seen uh, Cam say anything bad to Black Beetle. I'm sure they just think, oh, he's a really good boss, and he made a good Metabot, and the, and it's his favorite Metabot. He, and of course, he wants her back. Um, like, well, he can it, be a little harsh they probably, sometimes. They probably don't know that she has a personality. Yeah. They probably assume that she's like the kilobots that they have. So they're like, oh, she's running around on her own. That must be a problem. And then Cam says, go get her. She's malfunctioning. They're like, okay, we have no reason to think otherwise. I mean, uh, because the abuser got in touch with them and yeah. is using them unknowingly to perpetuate said yeah. abuse. Look, Cam. Cam can be a little harsh. She can be a little cold. But, you know, that's just how he is. You know, he's just like that. And he's he's concerned about Black Beetle. You know, he's concerned. And they're trying to they're just trying to help Black Beetle, really. If you're if you're paying attention, they're just trying to help Black Beetle. Obviously, by giving her back to Cam, who's going to help her? Like, that's what's happening right here. And it's like it's well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the worst character in the show shows up. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Uh, Zuru and Dorcas are here, and uh, they're gonna kill Black Beetle. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say though, Zuru in action mode, but keeping his glasses on, looks really fucking cool yeah, compared I, to yeah. his usual. Yeah, look. it looks so I, good. I am happy that Zuru has abandoned uh, the the uh, masked Metafighter persona, sure. uh, yeah. the mystery Metafighter persona. Like I'm glad, I'm glad he is just here. He's here with Dorcas. They're ready to make a bad decision and try and kill a girl who's trying to get help. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I'm also glad that, you know, he's no longer the master metafighter um, um, or the mystery metafighter. One, because he does look cooler. And two, because now we don't have that, that extra layer of subtext between what he's doing and how bad it is at all times. Yeah. Because um, he was always doing the wrong thing, but at least it was like, he's doing the wrong thing, but also he's lying to his friends. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Now everyone can just openly see, hey, I, I'm a weird zealot. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's exactly what happens because, uh, he sends Dorcas in to, to destroy Black Beetle's metal and B takes the, the hit for her like takes like that fucking, uh, you know, can opener knife, like right Mm -hmm. deep into his shoulder. Um, and you know, Dorcas realizes this is wrong. He can't do this. And, and tells Zero, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. We're going to give up. We're going to let her go. Um, and yeah, uh, this is when we cut over to Cam. Wait, hold on, uh, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to point out, Medibee gets stabbed, and all he says is, "I thought you changed rocks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, and it's that perfect delivery yeah. too. It it's so devastating when he, yeah. when he says that. It was a pained voice, but you can tell some of that pain was just the disappointment. Yeah, and again, really shows how good the writing in these two episodes are. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, like, I mean, Zuru and and Dorcas did change. Like, they did make headway, and they, and something happened that made them kind of backslide. Um, Mm -hmm. And they made a bad decision, and hopefully they can build on that to be better people, but like, Yes, this is this is what happens in real human relationships, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't believe a kid show is handling this this well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Cam is in his his Hummer, and he gets a call from the company president, who also rever- re- refers to him as Master Cam. And the company president is like, "Hey, listen, we need you to return the Griffin prototype. Uh, we crunched the numbers. We've been looking at the data, and it's just it's too expensive." It's too powerful. Uh, the The amount of money we're going to have to sell it for means that nobody's going to buy it. It's not going to be a commercially viable product. And so we just need to can the whole project. Um, and I hope you're okay with that. But, it, you know, like, and Cam immediately hangs up on him. It's just like, no, I've got other plans. And, yeah. Uh, he's like, there's no way we can sell a $16,000 desktop. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this is my one issue with this guy i i wish he would have said there's no way we can sell this as a toy <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, he's it, probably it, he's probably got like government contracts yeah, as well yeah, if, right like, like there's no way he doesn't the, that was the whole point of the last series was yeah. all the powerful metabots all the real powerful ones worked for the military that's what yeah. icky's dad does before he became a bean counter yeah i mean that's literally like uh you know several of the of the mid-season big bads of uh fucking the first two seasons are metabots that are being developed for military use explicitly in the show's own terms like not just like yeah. us doing a whole libertarian hellscape bit but like literally like oh yeah we're doing like this one for the minute for the military oops it got loose uh yeah. It, it like yes, this this metabot would absolutely have like applications. Like the U.S. government will pay for this dumb baby to kill people. Uh, <laughs> like especially since until a metal can control it, it is only remote operative. Oh, I'm sorry, you have a brutal killing machine that can destroy whole buildings by looking at it, and it's drone as opposed yeah. to 
aware of itself yeah. oh no the military doesn't like that yeah it cuts the whole like yeah now that we have this new metabots like you know watch technology that lets you like view through their eyes and control them personally like you don't have to worry about an eight days of darkness situation uh and you can do that via like an entire wall of these things at once yeah uh yeah all right <laughs> yeah not a good toy though i i do agree with this man yeah bad it toy. is not a good toy uh, <laughs> Despite the yeah. form. Hey, wow, cool robot. The toy is bad. Yeah. <laughs> toy is bad. Damn, wow, cool dangerous robot. baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, we cut back to uh, the parking garage. Zuru tells everybody what his father told him. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, he finally, like, we get the official reveal on the Genkai connection that confirms, <laughs> yes, uh, Genkai got his medal from Zuru's father when Zuru left the Metabot Corporation and stole several medals. Um, but I'm sorry, I I was laughing because uh, Zuru's entire arc was just solved like last episode. Yeah, <laughs> and he just summed up his entire presence in the show in like yeah. seven seconds. You know, and half of that was about Genkai. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been paying attention to uh, uh, Dimashi, I can tell. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good to me. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Uh, so but you're right. Know, we Zuru fucked up admits, on this guy. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Zuru admits that he was wrong. Uh, the the choice to kill, um, uh, you know, a, a black beetle was the the incorrect choice, but they have to do something to protect her from Cam. And this is when we get this extended sequence of everybody talking about what can we do to protect Black Beetle? Can we put her in, you know, in protection? Can we get her away from Cam? Uh, make sure that Cam isn't going to control her anymore. Uh, get her in a different life. Make sure that she can like live happily. Um, so and. Yeah, yeah, but go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, while all this is going on, um, we're seeing this, like, the pan around the room. And we're seeing the room, but we're seeing it from an angle where we see part of Black Beetle. Yeah. Uh, and that starts as, uh, so Genkai goes, you know, that's why you want to destroy Black Beetle's metal, huh? And and Zuru somewhat casually goes, yeah, I realize now that was wrong. And again, this is a life. This is a living being, yeah. and they're being very blasé about it. And they're saying this in front of Black Beetle, who, again, PTSD, who's battling new strong emotions, who's trying to escape this bad situation, has an unstable home life and nobody to rely on. And as we like they start talking, like the sound is different and we're seeing her from a different angle. I fully believe this is them showing her having a dissociative episode. Yeah. Due to them talking about, oh, we were going to murder you and it was justified. But, you know, now we kind of decide maybe it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, like, that's... Yeah, and also, they're that's, talking about her future without getting... Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're Absolutely. asking, hey, would you like us to get you to a different country or get you to a different family or something? They're just talking yeah. about, like, oh, what can we... can We can just take her metal out and put it in a different body, right? Oh, no, we can't do that because we, we don't have a kilobot body that'll fit it. And, like, you know, like, yeah. just, they're talking about her in front of her like she's not there. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know, we'll... Well, she'll escape the city. Like, we'll, we'll just, we'll distract Cam. She can run away and she can just live off the land. And like, that's when, that's when Dorcas goes, you mean she would live without a master? But that's yeah. impossible. Which again, as a Rakusho. <laughs> yeah. You can't no, have your Rakusho say No this. Rakusho has ever lived their, most of their life without a master, simply wandering around with a robotic parrot friend. It's never happened. Uh, I don't know what y'all are uh, talking about. Um. 
I also want to point out that when Zuru's talking about the threat that Griffin poses, he's like, my father told me about a Keelobot stronger than any other. And I'm like, Zuru, you fought the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It wiped the floor with you. Like, you have first-hand experience that this thing's terrifying. Yeah, but he also has first-hand experience that, hey, you... I mean, there is a way to defeat it. And it's not like you have someone who was recently in their body who might have some more insider information you could use to, you know, whatever. All right, whatever. I'm just saying, it's weird that he's like, my yeah, father told you're me right. about, instead of saying... Oh, I agree. I, f- I fought the monster. Like, the kaiju came yeah. at me. It's almost like the kid's an idiot. You're right. <laughs> and uh, in the middle of uh, Black Beetle's dissociative episode... Uh, Cam shows up with Griffin, uh, who he is controlling with a remote, as we said. Uh, and, um, you know, everybody gets ready to defend Black Beetle against Griffin. Griffin does a shot that knocks them away via Cam's remote control with the uh, the, um, the watch. Uh, but this is when Black Beetle walks up and uh, says, no, I don't want everybody to fight. Um, I'm willing to go with Cam. Uh, because she is willing to risk becoming a monster rather than not have a, a a partner. Like she wants to have a master. She wants to have a relationship with a, with a kid. Um, and she's willing to risk completely losing herself for the chance to have that regardless. Uh, and this is the only way that yeah. she thinks that can happen. Uh, which because she's an abusive relationship and that, you know, uh, Cam is thoroughly brainwashed her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the only way I can like have any semblance of like a connection to another person is in their own way. It, it's terrifying. It's terrible. Um, yeah. But what she says is, if I ran, I'd have nothing because if we go back and what they were explaining the different things they could do, take her body away, hide her, like like make her, let her loose yeah. on the world with no one to care for her. No one stepped up and said, "We're going to help you." No one said yeah. we're gonna show you yeah, care no, or compassion. No one's here saying, we're gonna be with hey, you. Come to my place. Yeah, it, it's all like, like you'll go away and we don't have to think about you again. Yeah, like but you'll it's not be like free. Karen shows up and says you'll be my metabot now. It's like yeah. we're gonna put your coin in something else or we're gonna bury it in a box and no one ever will think about it ever again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like no one showed her like you wouldn't be alone. So the only way she is not alone is if she goes with Cam and she goes. If I ran, I had of nothing. It's better risk myself becoming Griffin than to assure myself I end up with nothing. Yeah. Like that's, that is powerful, not just for what she said, but with like how they were treating this person trying to get help. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's a, you know, it's an incredibly uh, understandable position to have. Yeah. Like a lot, you know, this just happens. A lot of people make this choice all the yeah. time. Um, It's, it's almost kind of really undercut by the fact that this is then followed up by a quick montage of how the boys are going to get their plan together to take her back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me not feel great going in the next two episodes, but I am still hopeful that like, you know, um, I really want the show to do right by black beetle. I want, I want black beetle to have a partner that cares about her at the end of the show. Uh, I, yeah. I, and I really think they well, can deliver that. Um, but damn, At if the I'm very not least, clenching my teeth, waiting for the next yeah. two episodes. <laughs> At the very least, as long as she like it, the the show ends with her wanting to learn to be okay without a partner, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, but like I yes, if yeah. she had a nice partner that like cared and would help her like recover from trauma, that's good. But 
shipping her off with the next kid that she sees. I'm also worried about them doing that with her. Yeah. There's a lot of things they could misstep with, but I like they've earned my trust in these two episodes, I think. Maybe yeah, not blind I'm, trust, I'm, but you know, it's there. <laughs> uh, we also only have two two episodes left. So it's kind of yeah. like, I don't know. I'm ready I'm ready for him. Uh <laughs> Um and she tells Cam, "Cam, I'm sorry I ran away. If you want me to become Griffin, then I will obey you." Heart-wrenching. Who yeah. This the end of this episode leaves it kind of leaves me with two questions. Um the first is I am fully on board of the side of I think she is being sincere in the things that she is saying and this is the reason why mm-hmm. she's doing it. Um I do see a potential she doesn't actually want to go back. Uh, well, you know, she the the other reason that she could be going back to Cam is it looked like he was going to start destroying all of her friend, yeah. all of her newfound friends who have tried to help her. Mm-hmm. Um I could see this. Although I I'm on team, I think it's more what we've already talked about, where it's she's seeing either she's the only futures that she's seeing are the one where she loses everything or the one where she potentially loses her sense of self and begins yeah. Um I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. I think she looked at the think at hand and uh probably like could not live with the idea of uh these friend like, like these friends that I now have are willing to die for the fact for the opportunity for me to be alone for the rest of my life and could not handle that. Um, and also like, I, I think there's like, you know, you can't read that conversation anyway, except like she does not feel authored in these decisions that like Icky and everybody were going to make for her. Um, yeah. and really just mm-hmm. could not live with the, and this is the thing that the show has been building towards, like, you know, Damashi has had a very messy relationship with what its themes are, but the thing that it's had at the heart of it has always been that, like, you know, row battling is about the partnership between a child and the metabot, and, uh... A situation where she does not have a child seems like it is, like, you know, uh, a worse-than-death situation for this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then my other my other thing is, I kind of wish Cam had shown up with, I don't know, 30 red rums or something, or like 400 unitrixes. Because as it is, he has the thing he wants. He has a drone version of Griffin, which he's just controlling with voice activation and it doesn't have any feelings. This is the thing that he's looking I, for. He has well, it. The, the, well, remember what his specialty is, is AI programming. Um, he doesn't want to issue commands. Um, he wants to put the coin in it, and he wants to turn the machine on, and he wants it to win. Cam literally wants a no-effort win. Uh, he mm-hmm. wants to, like, just have, uh, you know, in a world flipper parlance, uh, he wants to have a top-tier team <laughs> that he can set to auto in the perfect way, and then he can beat every boss without even having to click a button. That's what he wants. You can't just come like <laughs> you, can, you can't just come at me like this. Uh, stop running a Sochi team. Uh, learn to do a bruiser <laughs> build. Uh. I'll have you know, I have a high. I have a high level uh, auto team for all elements that can take on all the contents of the game. It sounds like you're not having. I fun. even have a uh, yeah. I have a single team that can take on all the necropolises at uh, level seventy auto, full auto. Yeah, but like, yeah, if you're well, not, you know, I have a lot more fun with my Sharon team where I, cl- I, I tap the screen a lot. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to come I at like, you like that. Uh, I, the auto is fine. I understand no, the need no, for it. Come uh, at Sam. <laughs> Sam is a friend of the show. Sam is not a co-host. We can come at Sam as much as we want. <laughs> 
If Sam was a co-host, you know, we'd have to worry about that. No, friend of the show. <laughs> this is how we talk to friends. It's fine. Um, but I true. do want to go. You're all wrong because uh, you don't run a team of three Kasekis. If you don't have three just golden head girls on your team, then you're playing the game. Right? <laughs> you know what? Fair. I know it's not possible, but <laughs> that's because the game is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that that just means I am I am down with the stance that literally everyone who is playing World Flipper is doing it wrong. <laughs> as long as we're agreed on that, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, because we're not we're not running a mushroom team. <laughs> yeah. So because and because of this, like these questions, this is maybe the episode, the one episode in the entire season where I would kill to have an in like. I would love to have the subs for this episode. Yeah. I want yeah, to see yeah, how yeah. this conversation shakes out in Japanese. I would love to know if it like how much better and or worse it is before the translators get their hands on it. Yeah. I, I'm curious if there's a there's different nuance. I'm curious if they like I'm curious how much of this through line of Black Beetle's like trauma and the how well it resonates. How much of that is in the original text versus how much of that is the writer, the translators and writers in English just doing a fucking phenomenal? Yeah, I, like that would I be interesting as be well. There. I really think it has to be there based on you know the the fact that like Black Beetle is visibly hyperventilating despite oh, yeah. the fact not having a lung, have lung, having lungs. Uh, the fact that like that entire sequence uh, where. Like she is hearing what Iki and Zuru and Genkai are planning on doing to quote unquote save her is done with this kind of like fish eye effect on her. Mm-hmm. Um I no, I I think absolutely it's it's the same. Uh it's the same feeling in, in the sub. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it does highlight like how well the translation is now, at least now. Um I can't prove otherwise, but like I, very specifically in this episode, how someone took that and then also probably had a enough of a similar experience to be able to do the translation as fully as well. Yeah. Because, again, like, some of these words are, like, pitch perfect for what they needed to be. Not just in the ballpark or, like, coincidentally good. Like, some of these words are, like, specifically chosen to get past the heart of the matter. And I, that's it, – it's got to be, I think, on both sides here. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes, I think, Metabot – Metabot's the perfect anime – if both sides of the sub and dub collide to make something like this, <laughs> I, I can't see anything better. It is, you know, listen, uh, turns out that Dimashi is good. Dimashi is very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, this does bring us to the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Sam, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter, or you can also find me on various podcasting apps on um, the other show the show that i actually Uh it'll wash out a bleach rewatch (laughs) podcast Uh, and that that twitter ad is at bleachcast on twitter and eventually you'll catch you on the next podcast we end up doing yeah again legally distinct friend of the show of whatever that show is uh mitch where can people find you on the internet they can find me at big bad beetle boy on twitter um, I'm not really using Twitter right now, but I, uh, I did do some gifts today at work. I had a uh, half an hour of work where I wasn't doing anything and I gift up some Metarach. So hopefully, uh, if I could get those done by the end of the night or tomorrow, 
we'll have a uh, Thanksgiving miracle on our hands. But Colin, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Pagetish and at Pagetesque. I am actually kind of using my public Twitter account mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, uh, also, that uh, you know, this is going to come out at least a month after when we're recording it at this point. But um, uh, unless I just really get a, a hair uh, to to double release some episodes. Um, including the one that we recorded just because bitch had pneumonia last week. Uh, but, um, yeah, the, the episode that I went on for mobile suit breakdown is finally out. Uh, go check it out. Mm-hmm. I talk about, uh, environmental justice and, uh, intersections with that and, uh, the environmental themes of Gundam in Char's counterattack. It's a really good time. I had a lot of fun. I think it's a great episode. Um, also, uh, uh, that th- there's a heavily research based podcast and they have a, a big section about, um, the history and the politics of Tibet, um, and its interactions with, uh, uh, you know, Western imperial powers and China and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and, um, in general, the kind of at the time in which that movie was made in the late eighties, uh, just a couple of years after the Chernobyl incident happened, uh, what uh, kind of at the time real opinions about the effects of nuclear fallout were? Uh, all around, a fantastic episode. I really, I, I, you know, uh, Mobile Suit Breakdown is a very long podcast, uh, uh, but has just some great research. There's a bunch of really good topics episodes in there. I would highly suggest watching it or listening to it if you like Gundam. Um, and also I was on it. So you, you were obligated to listen to that episode. Um, uh, uh, other than that, um, yeah, I mean, I don't got a whole, whole lot going on, but you can find the show at Meta Watch and like Mitch said at Meta Roch. Uh, and I feel like it's a little too late for us to ask for questions still at this point, but I mean, Hey, hopefully we'll have some when we hit the, uh, the wrap up in two more episodes. Yeah, that's it's it's coming fast. I uh I am not ready for how quick the end of the series is coming, actually. Yeah. I think. <laughs> it does not feel like we're ready. Oh man. Uh you want to do an ending bit for next episode? I um that do how? We got we got one more time to figure out an ending bit, Colin. Uh, we do. Um I don't know. Do we want to work I, want- I guess we have this time right now. Do we want to workshop something? Um Listen, I wanted to come in here and posit that the, uh, like, spectrum opposite of Wow Cool Robot is Damn Evil Baby. <laughs> oh, that was last series. Instead... That was last series. That was Meta about one. No, but Mitch, we have another Evil Baby now. And it really is Damn Evil Baby. Evil baby now. <laughs> um, but now, or alternatively, Damn Traumatized Baby. Um <laughs> But now the only thing on my brain, really, is the fact that Fighting Food Ons Episode 13 is called Slaw and Order. 